Before we begin the exciting proceedings of Aaron and Patricia, I wanted to uh, basically do this little bit before we begin the show. Now, um, this show was slightly delayed because uh, there were some technical issues that I needed to work out, but this is being released uh, after we just recently found out about Donald Trump's tax returns leaking by the New York Times. Now, uh, unfortunately, because of the when this episode was aired, you're not going to hear anything about the Donald Trump. Trump tax returns, and so uh, you'll have to cast your mind back before we found out that uh, he'd been paying about to, what, $750 uh, between 2015 and 2016. You'll have to ignore all the fact that uh, we don't know about all the debt that apparently he's uh, entailed, and the fact that uh, apparently on a good couple of years he paid no taxes at all. So, unfortunately, we will not be having any of that discussion, and also, uh, this was before we even knew uh, too much about the debates as well, so you won't hear anything about that in our upcoming show, so apologies if you're expecting all of that, but uh, we are not going to be discussing that. We only knew what we knew on that Sunday afternoon or evening that we recorded the show. So, I so wanted to appreciate it with that, in case anyone got any ideas, but uh, that is basically where we are. Thank you very much for listening to Aaron and Patricia, and we will now begin episode 30. The following message is brought to you by COVID-19. Hey, America, COVID-19 here, along with my best buds. COVID, COVID, COVID! And we just want to thank all of you who made us feel so welcome in your country over the past few months. We love you! We love you! In the beginning, some folks said we'd be wiped out by spring. Wrong! <laughs> but we're still going strong with no end in sight, thanks to all of you who helped us by completely ignoring all the simple safety tips you were told to follow. You rock! Yeah! Woohoo! We came to this nation with a dream, the great American dream, to work hard and be a success. Yeah! And we've succeeded beyond all expectations, causing hundreds of thousands of deaths in just the first six months. We did it! Yeah! Now, we're aware that some of you have been fighting us, wearing masks, washing your hands, avoiding crowds, and to you, we say, Come on! Give a break! Cut it out! Let us do our job! Finally, we want to thank our greatest ally, the Big Orange Guy, for all his support. His mixture of lies, misinformation, and complete absence of coherent leadership gave us the strength to carry on in our mission. To kill you! Woohoo! So, with that in mind, join us, won't you, in supporting the re-election of President Donald Trump. Four more years! Yes! Four more years! Yes! Four more years! Yes! Ouch! Oh, that hurt. Biden-Harris? They could be a problem. You are listening to Aaron and Patricia, episode 30, uh, here on the 27th of September of 2020. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. And, uh, yeah, we want to thank the uh, guys over at Cartoonatics for uh, uh, that uh, video, and uh, we'll provide a link in the description so you can watch it for yourself. Uh, so, uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the election, and also we're going to talk about uh, why a pizza deliverer, uh, 89-year-old pizza deliverer, is not a feel-good story. Why on earth are we saying that is? Um, the Dark Crystal's been cancelled, uh, Spitting Image is returning to Breadbox, uh, Trix is turning, teaming up with a well-known uh, DreamWorks uh, animation industrial property. Uh, we've got the, finally got a Croods 2 trailer after week, spending weeks asking where it is. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese has, uh, seems to have come back from the dead. We'll tell you a bit about that. And uh, there is a special tribute to Chadwick Brosman over at Disneyland. Probably need to talk to here. This is uh, Aaron, S. Aaron and Patricia on the 27th of September of 2020. This is finally the big 3-0.
Okay, so Patricia, do you want to tell us what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, I had just posted up episode 150 of Casual Chat. 150! So... Woo! 150! So yeah, I have been doing my podcast for almost eight years, and I am just ecstatic that I've been going on not only for this long, but I've been able to reach about 150 episodes of my podcast. So uh, as mentioned a couple of times over the past few weeks, uh, I had decided to let my um, listeners vote in on what they would like to hear me talk about for my 150th episode. And I had gotten over a dozen requests. And then I had gotten those requests and I put it in a poll for everybody to vote. And the winner... Um, by a very, very, very close margin was Looney Tunes. And so I had invited Thad Komorowski, who is the writer of, uh, you know, Sick Little Monkeys, the unauthorized Ren and Stimpy story. And he has his own podcast called Cartoon Logic with um, animation legend Bob Jakes. And they talk about various cartoons from the Popeye cartoons, Fleischer Brothers, Looney Tunes, UPA, uh, pretty much everybody. And so I had him on the show and we were discussing about uh, how we first got introduced to Looney Tunes, how we, um, you know, saw throughout the, you know, the remaining uh, series as it continued on with its popularity and its different phases and uh, our favorite animators, our favorite cartoon shorts. And uh, yeah, it was very awesome having Thad on the show. And as I mentioned in the last um, bit of the podcast, that uh, I will be discussing about the uh, follow-up winner, which was the Magic School Bus and the Magic School Bus Rides Again, much sooner than the other um, you know, chosen uh, topics, which unfortunately I have to put on the back burner for quite a while because I have a lot of other things that I want to talk about. And I just recently announced on social media that tomorrow I will be posting up a new episode of Casual Chats discussing about the Mario franchise in honor of its 35th anniversary. And then on Friday, uh, for all you Hey Arnold fans, uh, Liam and I, we interviewed Adam Wiley, uh, who was one of the voice actors behind Curly, and you probably know him for a whole bunch of other shows. And um, so, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And this is a good segue for the Hey Arnold anniversary show, which is coming up on October the 7th. Just to let you guys know that the deadline has now passed for your questions. And so for everybody who got their questions in on time, we want to say thank you very much for submitting them. And we'll be letting you know what subjects we will be talking about in the next couple of weeks. But before then, uh, we have to move on to our election news. And so um, for those of you who do not have been living under a rock for like the past couple of, probably last week or so, uh, Ruth Nader Ginsburg uh, passed away uh, and uh, is uh, currently in the currently in the moment of being buried uh, at the moment. And uh, so Donald Trump, uh, before obviously she was moved away from the Supreme Court, decided to turn up and was booed out the building. Oh yes, indeed. I mean, just overwhelmingly booed. And then everybody was like yelling, "Vote him out! Vote him out!" And he just had to just stand there for like a good couple of minutes right before he just walked away. I mean, you, you, I, we, we've been seeing his ego just constantly crushed over and over and over again, whether it be the low turnouts of his um, rallies to the fact that everybody is just getting sick and tired of him. And we've been mentioning over the past few weeks about 
how a lot of people have been taking down their Trump 2020 signs and then just throwing them in the garbage. All the stuff that he's been talking about with, you know, his thoughts on the military that are suckers and losers and... Uh, well, the, uh, as a, as of um, the people who were killed and the people who were injured, I mean, as for the people who survived them, you know, they're the winners, apparently, but there's yeah. that. And also the fact that, um, you know, he gave a, a, a he gave what was probably the most sickening thing he did all week. And, you know, that's an amazing achievement was that he was OK with the um, the, the jury stating on what are they going to do with the police officers who are behind the murder of Breonna Taylor? and. As you guys know, two of the so, uh, the police officers were pardoned. They were seen as not guilty. And then one of them was possibly, but is not going to get as a severe punishment. And now people are protesting in the streets. And Trump was like, oh, but, you know, they they did the right call and everybody's pissed off on it. Apparently, then, uh, apparently Breonna Taylor's neighbor's drywall got more justice than she did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't really mean to go like right into that. I mean, obviously, it's something that we I think we really need to talk about. But uh, just going know, here's the thing: like, you know, this is another. I mean, like you were saying before about like Trump being booed at the Supreme Court. This is one of the reasons why. You know, Trump basically is like, oh, I'm going to send all of these police officers over to these um, particular places because I want to protect the people. I want to make sure that order is in line. And guess what? The police officers that he brought in are police officers who will do anything to keep the people and the city safe, but they do it in the most extreme levels possible. And this is one of the many reasons why Trump is being booed at during the, um, you know, when Ruth uh, Ginsburg was being buried. Well, well, and the, he, well that's the, the other thing about that is, is that uh, he, we, we already know what his, his replacement is going to be. Oh, yeah. Yes, we know. Yeah. And i got to be honest with you. Like, uh, this is going to, uh, let, me, let me say this. Uh, the Catholic Church over the last couple of, I've always say a good decade, has, has gone through a very squalid reputation. You know, whether it's the sex abuse scandal, whether it's the, uh, uh, whether it's taking money from uh, places that they shouldn't be taking money from, whether it's the fraud, things like that. You know, it's just very unscrupulous things that have happened within this church. And there's definitely also the allegations with China as well that uh, they've been taking, basically, they're on the take of them too. Um, I mean, th this, with regards to a Supreme Court justice who has strong Catholic beliefs, uh, I've got to be honest, I mean, uh, I've got to be honest with everyone. Everybody, this is gonna this is gonna set people back. I think uh, for I think it's gonna cause I think a lot of resentment. I think uh, for uh, once again, you know, you know, they feel like uh, oh, the, you know, the church is getting a bigger say in American politics, you know, than uh, than we are. You know, I think uh. Uh, this is this is going to cause a lot of problems. I think uh, for and you know, I, I say this as a Catholic, by the way. You know, yeah. and uh, so even I recognize what's going on here in re in regards to that, and so you know, uh, like uh, I can just see it all just imply that there's going to be uh, changes to Roe versus Wade. I, I definitely, I definitely see that happening, and there's going to be things for LGBTQ too, right? So this is going to be it's uh, it's all you know, it's going to basically be see the same old shit that we've been dealing with the last fifteen years, basically just being rehashed all over again. And uh, you know, this is the thing. This is the reason why, you know, uh, I guess you could say pride, and I guess you could say. Um, you know, very, you know why um, you know pro-choice activists still, uh, you know, are still up and active to this day because you know they were seeing that this day could potentially come, and yeah. uh, this is basically what well, this is the shit they have to deal with on a regular basis. So, mm -hmm. so we're back, we're back, we're back to I mean, for some people. We think uh, they're very worried that once again we're going to be back at square one. Yep, uh, pretty much. So, yeah. So I mean, there's uh, there's that in regards to how Trump is being booed. But by the way. Um, this isn't the only thing that uh, Donald Trump's had to deal with. This. Did you see the Minnesota rally? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. It was like, you know, defending Confederates, uh, Robert E. Lee, uh, the, uh, the racism towards uh, Ilan Omar, who's the, um, one of the congresswomen in, uh, in Minnesota, uh, the, uh, the getting, everyone, getting everyone to boo refugees. You know, people are like fleeing war and persecution and everything like that. Like, and then, uh, you know, rising into that. And it, here's the thing about this. Um, not only for these rallies, like, uh, again, once again, it was a poor turnout. So, like, only, like, like a, you know, less than a thousand people turned up, basically, to uh, turn up for this rally. But um, in regards to that, like, a lot of people actually now are starting to go, not just because they're supporters of the president, because it's a novelty to go see the president of the United States do a speech. In regards to that, which is probably like, you know, uh, it's a dime a dozen now for Donald Trump because he basically just goes out and just starts speaking, you know, before COVID-19, that is, by the way. And by the way, he's still doing this now, even when there's like a you know, deadly virus going around. Stupid. But, uh, um, you know, he got to like doing speeches now, like, uh, you know, there's people like you just follow him around and just, uh, you know, and like uh, there's no unique kind of pattern to anything that he says anymore. You know, it's basically it's kind of like just the same old shit, you know, uh, casual racism and, uh, you know, just outlandish lies. And uh, then obviously just, uh, you know, uh, going on about things that the American people don't care about, really. But they're making mm-hmm. them care about because he says things. So um, he had this rally, and here's something that's very unique about this. Did you see what was going on like before he even finished the speech? Yeah, people were leaving. Yeah. It's just like, kind of like, uh, this is not, and I'm not saying this is on par with what happened with Kanye West when he did his first rally in North Carolina. I'm not saying that at all, but uh, I mean, like, it's uh, obviously it's uh, different scenarios, but uh, the fact that you had people. Desperate to get back on the bus, queuing to go back on the bus to go home. And because obviously they bust these people in from like all over the state, but then they're getting to the point where it's kind of like, yeah, we, you know, we, we've seen this now and there's nothing, this is starting to bore us now. And like, imagine being um, someone who is just going just for, as a casual viewer, you know, someone who's like just going because it's not because of Donald Trump, not because of the Republican Party, just because you want to go see the president of the United States. And he's so boring and so uninspiring. That you end up, you know, just, just grasping at the uh, the lever of the bus of the uh, of the bus door that you want to go home. Mm. Like it's just it's uh, um, that's that's a bad place for Donald Trump to be in. Is that what is, uh, is that what the general consensus of why people were leaving was because they were they were bored by it? Apparently, well, apparently so. Like it was uh, it was such a, it was such a it was such a pitiful speech that he gave. Oh wow! You know this is. I'm just shocked that the fact that it took, what, until September of 2020 for even the most diehard Trump supporters to just up and leave, all because of them being bored. It's like, oh, this is nothing new. We've heard this same spiel over and over and over again. As opposed to, hey, all the shit that he said about the military, about women, about African Americans, about certain rights, about... All of these things, instead they were bored, not pissed off. Well, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, babe. You know, like uh, we we've got to stop pretending that you know the vast majority of people like have any type of decency now. I think uh, the the political situation has become so polarized. I think they're really, I think they're re- they're now fully ready to just deal with any shit that comes that comes in their way. I think. I just think it's, uh, as far as they're concerned, like, uh, it's, um, they are very happy to uh, basically just say, oh, yeah, he says racist stuff, but, you know, he, he roots for us, so we don't care. 
You know, it's a, it's, yeah, a sad place, I mean, it's a sad place to be in. I'm not saying that it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that this is where we are at the moment in regards to the politics. Same with same with the Democrats. You know, do you think Joe Biden is uh, you know the the darling of like you know the, uh, the those on the left and those who are progressive in the Democratic Party? Like if anything, he's uh, just uh, you know he'd be very comfortable as a moderate Republican than he would be a Democrat. I mean, it's like I said before, when, you know, my, when Michael Moore was dis was discussing about his predictions about, uh, you know, who was going to win, Trump or Biden. And, you know, he's concerned that, you know, Trump is going to win by a landslide because a lot more people love Trump more than they hate Biden. So, I mean, it's like we, we vote for obligation. It's like, oh, you know, we don't like the way Trump is doing it. I guess we can just vote for Biden because he's the lesser of the two evils, which that's kind of sad to think about. Mm hmm. But, you know, that's the way the electoral system is, and that and it needs to change. And uh, either that or the Democratic Party needs to change. I think that this whole system that we have right now, I think everything that we've had over the past 200 years with the way that the parties are, the way that the system is, I think that we need to have a really strong evaluation on how things are. And I think we just need to start over from scratch. I think that what we have right Babe, now... You don't think that conversation's is not been had? Like, I, I, know, I, 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 I hear this conversation all the time, like, you know, oh, hey, uh, we need uh, this other way of doing things. You know, it started off with, uh, what, the Tea Party, I think, in, and by the way, the yeah. Tea Party did get their way eventually. But, uh, you know, then well, obviously we have the Justice Democrats. And uh, then after that, we have now we have this, uh, you know, P People's Party for a New America. And uh, then we have, you know, various other, you know, grassroots movements that uh, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, get a couple of like a thousand in the bank. And then after that, they, they just wither away. Like, it's just it's uh, we, we go through this all the time in regards to this and uh, you know unfortunately whether we whether we like it or not um you know the the people in power need to uh, we need to really be changed around because uh, at the minute like uh, they're what is causing the democrats basically to become uh, you know the, the way that they are and uh, you know unfortunately the those who control the purse strings are the ones who are basically end up kind of making it suck and uh, that's just uh, you know until that changes until someone else comes in and says, you know, I think the Democrats should, Democrat should be moved, should be done in this way. You know, like, uh, nothing re in reality is going to kind of, like, change in that. If anything, I think, um, I don't know whether, now, in regards to this uh, new thing that Cornell West is doing, I have no idea if that's going to succeed or not. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely find out in that. But uh, in regards to, like, here's the thing about this. I don't think things in American society have, and let's face it, things are pretty bad at the moment. We've got this coronavirus going around the place. We've got the economy in the tank. We've got, uh, you know, like uh, you know, like one in five people unemployed at the minute. Like, it is pretty bad at the moment. But unfortunately, it's not got bad enough where things need to change in regards to that. Like, uh, you know, the Democrats aren't really, like, in survival mode in, in this in regard. Like, uh, they still have the House. Like, uh, they still and they still can brag about saying, oh, hey, well, uh, you know, you're thinking of voting green? Well, like, you know, you're letting down the squad. Well, look, here's uh, AOC and uh, here's all the other people in that regard. Like, you know, it's just... Uh, I, I know people... I'm mean, describing a really hopeless situation right now, but unfortunately, this is just where we are at the minute. And so, unless, you know, things get really bad... Here's the thing about this. I mean, it makes me wonder, even if uh, Biden loses... In 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 November, is it you know is that going to be a wake up call for the Democrats to change to change course? I mean, they should have started changing course when they saw Hillary losing. Well, uh, well, I mean, in a way that they did because obviously they didn't decide to go with Hillary again. So well, no, but but there are still you know I I feel like there you know there are some cases in which like when it comes to like hey we need your votes I mean there are some things that the Democrats do that are so well I mean you just kind of wonder about. How, why are they doing this? I mean, why aren't they, 
um, you know, pro, you know, saying about this thing when you know in reality people yeah, because, are because, wanting to hear about. Well, because uh, is, isn't it obvious? It's like they just you know the, the old faces just uh, aren't willing to change. And, well, uh, I, here's the thing that I, I think that's what a lot of people need. A lot of people need change, even though they don't think that they need change. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, uh, you know, it might be slowly coming about. Like, uh, eventually, you know, this, uh, they've been running this whole thing about, like, you know, like, uh, oh, hey, I, I beat the socialists and stuff like that. I mean, when's, when's this, when's this, uh, when's this going to break the camel's back? Like, uh, when are the people going to sit and say, you know what? I'm hearing about this socialism thing for a long time. Like, uh, hey, you know, uh, maybe I probably shouldn't be so afraid of it anymore. And that's when I'm going to get pretty. Uh, you know, this is what I'm kind of afraid of in regards to that. Like, uh, my biggest fear is not necessarily Trump himself. My biggest fear is what may come after Trump, if uh, if there is an after Trump, that is. And like, uh, I feel like uh, we're going to end up with somebody. I think that's going to be on the other side who is ba is going to be quite as unlikable as Trump and is quite uh, you know un as unruly as Trump. And I think, unfortunately, we'll probably get away with a lot of things because uh, Donald Trump has basically led the pathway to this problem. That is true. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's very concerning that, you know, whoever the next person is, is going to be following in the footsteps of, hey, you know, uh, this previous president did all this stuff. So why shouldn't I do this stuff? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, it's not it's not about the people. It's about the power. Yeah. Anyway, we're going completely off our script. <laughs> well, no, so. but, but here's the thing. I mean, this is what this is what causes it. It's like it's a cause and effect. It's like. The cause is Trump said all of these things, had this attitude towards a lot of things, a lot of people got angry, and this was the final result. Instead of being there to give respect to Ruth Ginsburg, stating about all the amazing accomplishments that she did, instead he was just there because, you know, he had to show up, and then everybody just booed at him for all the stuff that he's done over the past four years. It's like... What what more can we say about this? Yeah. Um, well, we go we right off with this one thing, and let's say that he's refused to commit to a peaceful transition of power now. So, well, now he now he's changed his tone recently a little bit. Now he's saying he's in favor of a friendly transition. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Wow. It probably means a friendly Whoa. transition over to him. So uh, that's basically what he means by that, I think. But uh, I mean, you know, in regards to um, you know th this whole thing about uh, in regards to like you know, here's the thing, like you know, we're still at the point where we, I mean, everyone keeps talking about like, oh, he's not going to transition to power. Like, well, he might win the election and therefore doesn't need to. So, like, uh, I mean, uh, has anyone thought of that as a possibility at the moment? Yeah. You know, like, uh, so, I mean, in regards to like, him saying, oh, well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Like, uh, yeah, he should, he should basically just turn around and say, yeah, I'm going to, if, if I do lose, then yeah, I'll, I'll let Biden come in. But, uh, in regards no, to. No, no, like, no. Here's the thing. Like, did you see on his reaction when he was, like, stating, oh, I'm going to lose? It's like, he, he like, what was like, one of the things that he stated in the rally? It's like, we're, we're going to, you know, I'm not going to take this down without a fight or something. Well, yeah. It's like, who's going to throw this massive he's, temper tantrum if he loses? Well, he's, then, he's, he's, if this is, this is the thing. Like, what, there's a different, here's the thing I think we've learned about Donald Trump over the last four years. He says one thing to his base and says another thing to all of us. That's basically how, how he how he is how he always does this, and so yeah he's he's, he's going to say that he's going in with a fighting spirit because that's what his base wants to hear him, him hear him say, and that's no doubt how he's being advised. So of course he's going to go in with this with this uh, fighting spirit and things like that. I'm going to say to all the Trump supporters out there, just don't be too disappointed if he loses the election because he decided to go on this whole law and order thing, which you know the the, the vast majority of Americans don't care about. No, they don't. Yeah. So, um, in regards to that, so, I mean, he should just commit to a peaceful transition and just say, yeah, if I lose, then that's, that's it, game over. 
As far of, as of I'm course concerned. he's not. Of course he's not going to do that. Yeah, but that's because his supporters don't want him to. Uh, that's the thing, and so uh, I think he's. Uh, it, it sometimes it makes me want to like. It. I think Trump sometimes has some kind of like control over this, but I think at other times I think he's uh, he's forced into these positions of like saying, "Yeah, I, I you know I do mean this and I do mean that," because he's afraid that uh, he's going to lose his le- leverage if he doesn't do this. I mean, how about not worrying about losing your own leverage and losing your own ego and caring about the people? Well, but have the, you ever thought about that, babe? He's you know like uh, if, if there's a possibility that he's facing prosecution when he leaves the White House, like you know he's there's a, I mean there's, there's also other things that could happen if he loses. So he's 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 got a lot to lose in this election. He's like if he's campaigning like his life depends on it, then probably because it does probably because it does. Well, I mean, that's concerning, isn't it? It's like, oh, if he doesn't win, then he's going to be in severe trouble. It's like there. I mean, I'm sure there are probably some things that we might not even know about. Yeah, I'm, I'm all we're going to find out. It's all going to come out eventually. If we don't know it now and if we don't know it in a couple of years time, 20 years down the line, I guarantee you something will come out and we'll be like, yeah, we, we, we knew it all along. This seems to be how it always seems to go with these types of people. Yeah, exactly. It does seem to go that way, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we don't know about something until, like, you know, 20, 30, 50 years down in the road. It's like, oh, you know, Emmett Hill, uh, you know, when he was arrested at the age of, like, you know, 14. And, they, you know, they thought that he killed a, a white girl. And then he was, you know, shot, uh, put into the electric chair and he was killed. And, oh, it turned out, like, 50-something years later with new evidence. Oh, he didn't do all those things. Of course not. It was just being racist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know how to segue from that to what we're about to go on to now, but, uh, um, so we've not got to cover the, we're not even cover the fact that, uh, yeah, the Pentagon used taxpayers money for, uh, that was meant for masks and swabs for jet engine and body parts for uh, their military. Oh machine. yes, that's right. Yeah. We, we just found out that, um, a lot of the, the funds used for, Hey, let's be able to help with the coronavirus has been used for something else. And that's gotten a bit of controversy right there. And then there's this whole, Oh, we're going to pay 300 million dollars you know for from celebrities and saying hey donald trump did do a good job with protecting people from the coronavirus so there's that so i mean hey let's let's pile up the controversy shall we but you know we're not here to talk about that all day we have a lot of other things to talk about Mm -hmm. so all i gotta say is that you know shouldn't be surprised that uh, you know this is this the the government's coronavirus response has been an absolute shambles to say the oh, least. Absolutely. Yeah, and like it's uh, so. And uh, by the way, it's like uh, this. This was a threat to the whole of the United States of America. It's not about blue states and red states and stuff like that. Like uh, you know, this all party sound bullshit. You know, in regards to like, like the coronavirus doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You're all equally edible. In regards to yep. the eyes of this, I, it's just like that video that was sh- that we showcased uh, begin at the beginning of the uh, episode, which, uh, by the way, was actually done by Tom Ruger, if you can believe it. <laughs> the same guy who created Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky and the Brain, Hysteria, The Seven Ds. He was the one who did that coronavirus video that we showed at the beginning of the episode, and that was his son Luke Ruger who did the voiceover, whom you probably know as the voice of. Um, uh, Big Fat Baby and uh, Bumpo Bassett and Hysteria. So, yeah, I mean, the coronavirus does not care about, you know, if you're rich, if you're white, if you're African-American, if uh, you have this one family member who has power. They, it, the virus doesn't care. They will go after everybody. Men, women, children, old people, young people, Hispanics, African-American, everybody. 200,000 Americans are dead. Over 500,000 people 
uh, or no, wait, was it what was the last count? About six, seven hundred thousand people uh, globally have been killed off. Um, it's something about that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Guess what? I mean, the virus doesn't care. So, you know, the fact that people are still not taking this seriously is a huge problem. And, you know, we were ill-prepared on taking down the virus because Trump didn't think of it as a big deal. So, you know what? I mean, now we're just going through the consequences. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, all of what we've described doesn't surprise you with this bit of news, is that, uh, once again, Biden is leading in the polls in key states. Um, okay, and uh, in other news, the the sky is blue. Okay. Uh, we'll move away from that, and because uh, we're only going to uh, we're only going to do a short show today because uh, we only got so much uh, we can put into this one. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, continue as normal next week. Um, anyway, um, we want to talk about this particular news because they did this feel good story. I can't remember exactly who it was, but uh, apparently there's a story going on of an 89 year old pizza deliverer who uh, received twelve thousand dollars in uh, from a, from a gift from uh, from somebody, which uh, they played out as like this feel good story. Which you know, if here's the thing about this: if this was about like an 89 year old guy who did not want to stop working but was like forced to, and then but he so he had to take like a, a job as a pizza deliverer, like he just felt so you know he had like this work ethic that he just couldn't get rid of and he basically needed to do something with his life I would totally sympathize with that guy and I would totally say oh yeah this is a feel good story because you know 89 years old and still going strong but no he's doing this because he has to pay he can't afford his um, uh, fixed income doesn't allow him to pay his bills so he's had nope. to force out to go and get a, be a pizza delivery uh, guy and I'm sitting there like what like you know like how can anybody say that this is a feel good story yeah, and the reason why is because a lot of people seem to take this out of context. It's like, oh, you have an 89-year-old pizza delivery man, and he's going out there and doing his job. But here's the thing. Like, if for a teenager, sure, if they're starting off and, uh, you know, they want to make a little extra money so that they can be able to buy clothes and stuff like that. Uh, but here's the thing. Pizza delivery uh, people, they don't make a lot of money. I mean, they make minimum wage as it is, and then any extra money they get, they get for tips. And for an 89-year-old man, for this particular story... He's doing it because he barely makes enough money with Social Security and with anything from the government that he's able to sustain his life. He's getting I've heard this story so many times because, as you guys know, I used to live in Florida and Florida, you know, a lot of we had an unofficial slogan where old people go to die. And basically, this is where a lot of old people go to retire. And I have seen my fair share of old people working in supermarkets, working in Walmart, working in, you know, a lot of these places, because unfortunately, they don't have enough money to pay for their medication. They don't have enough money to pay for the bills on their house. They don't even have enough money to pay for, um, you know, the monthly, um, uh, how do you call it, like the, you know, the amount of money that they spend on the nursing homes. Uh, because, you know, they even the families can't even afford to pay that much. But I mean, when people are saying like, oh, this is a feel good story that he got twelve thousand dollars. It's like that twelve thousand dollars. He's going to be using it for groceries, for rent, for medication, for anything that he needs to survive. So, I mean, th this is why this story gotten a lot of controversy, because it's like, wow, our American system of treating old people sucks. And, and remember, I said this a few weeks ago about the fact that in 2024, the Republican Party wants to take away the Social Security income for older people or disabled people. And we're already struggling. I, I even told this before. My dad is using this because, you know, he's a very, very sick man and he can no longer work. 
So the fact that they'll be taking this stuff away in 2024, if you know things continue the way it is now, and people are already struggling as it is to get work because they can't afford the little amount of money that Social Security gives them, don't you think this is a problem? It is a problem. Because, I mean, like, uh, um, this is the future that you're going to have for your grandparents, if this is, or your, even your parents, if, um, you know, um, the, if the, the system can't look after them. So they're going to have to take, you know, these really crappy jobs of, like, you know, having to deliver pizzas, or having to drive Ubers around, or having to do something just to basically to get money on the table. Yeah. And, and the fact that people are saying this, oh, this is like a feel-good story. It's like, no, no, this is a feel-good story. Something that you see in, like, Lifetime. Uh, yeah, Something that, that... So replace feel-good with fucked up. And then, you, and then, and then you, and then you're probably going on the right on on the right trail. So I feel really bad for this guy, and uh, you know, I guess I'm somewhat happy that someone gave him like a really large twelve thousand dollar tip. But uh, yeah, that's that, that that's like what six months worth of uh, of living, if anything. Yeah. Mhm. Mm just about. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Fuck you. It's not a feel good story. It's a travesty, and it's uh, you know someone should be going in there doing something about it. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the options that you've got on the table are either either uh, you know uh, a deranged psychopath and Joe Biden. You know. So like. Uh, uh, or, or or if you want to go, you know, third party, you can do that too. Uh, well, <laughs> last time they did that, we ended up with Trump. So well, supposedly. But see, you know, this is the argument I make. Like they said, oh, the Green Party, you know, uh, got Trump as well. It's like you know, nine percent of Democrats voted for Trump. You know, like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of voting, I guess we'll uh, you know briefly talk about this because I don't I don't think we even uh, had this on the run sheet. Is that over three hundred and sixty thousand people have already put in their mailing votes in? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, let's face it. With the coronavirus being the way it is, I think he's expected that you know early voting and uh, you know mail-in voting is going to basically go uh, over the edge. And uh, there's going to be talks about whether the postal service can even deal with it, and uh, whether even the states themselves who have their own systems can even deal with it. It's going to be yeah. such an influx. Yeah, and, and then there's also the talk about like, oh, compare this to the ten thousand people who voted. Uh, during that time, which was September of 2020 and 2016. Yeah. There's one other thing about this as well. Like, uh, a lot of people aren't even waiting for the debates to even make up their mind. So, no, they already made up their mind. Yeah. They already, they, already saw the, they already saw the shit show that has been going on in this country. And they're like, no, uh, you know, as a person who wishes to state on their opinion, as a person who I believe can make a difference in this world, I know exactly where I'm going to go. I don't need to wait until November to cast my votes. I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's that story. Um, let's move on to other things, because uh, we're going to be driving back into the election world again. But uh, So, The Dark Crystal has been cancelled after one season. Yep. A after winning an Emmy, nonetheless. Yeah. Mind you, like, I guess people will maybe might appreciate it a lot more, given the fact that, uh, you know, it's gone for this one season, and uh, it's uh, now not got, like, an opportunity to, like, either be ruined in a second season, I guess you could argue. I don't well, know. It was left on a, it was left on a cliffhanger. Oh, was it? And the yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The reason why it got canceled was because not a lot of people were watching it. And uh, I think I even mentioned this. Oh, oh by the way. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> if, if that was the reason, I can sort of understand. Like, now, here's the, now, here's the thing. I, I even mentioned this. Oh, and by the way, shout out to the Manic Expression Digression Session, which uh, is the weekly podcast for the Manic Expression website, which I am now the host of. But uh, I brought this up in uh, last week's episode. Um, are shows starring puppets too niche for a mainstream audience? And a lot of people said yes. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to, like, Jim Henson properties, 
You think of the Muppets. You think of Labyrinth. You think of, you know, um, Fraggle Rock. You think of, um, you know, uh, like, I guess Sesame Street to some extent, if you want to count it that, sure. Um, so you don't really think of the Dark Crystal. And the Dark Crystal was a very, very niche cult classic back in the 80s. Don't you mention there was Dinosaur as well. Oh, that's right. There's also Dinosaur, yeah. which um, that's a good example. I forgot about that. Thank you, Aaron. Not uh, the so mama. We... <laughs> Not the mama. Not the mama. <laughs> and yeah, so basically I want to bring up that um, Dark Crystal, the original movie that came out in 1982, was not received very well when it first came out, and it's been considered a cult classic. And when people look back on it, they're like, oh, wow, the story is, like, really, really deep. Like, it is this very complex story about these two races that have been fighting each other for hundreds of years, and they're looking for this crystal. And this was supposed to be a... This, movie, uh, this Netflix series, Age of Resistance, was the prequel. And... I don't know how many people have actually seen the movie before going into the Netflix series or was the Netflix series supposed to be like, oh, this is our introduction to well, the, the argument I would make in regards to a prequel is that it's a, you know, obviously it's a prequel. So it precedes the events of whatever happened in the first movie. So um, I think one argument could be made that it's a, it could probably like, um, you know, not it could probably make reference to future events, you know, in some vague way. But uh, it's obviously setting up another his way is resetting up the story. I guess you got so yeah, they could have gone in that direction. Here's the here's thing, thing about this: I've not. Here's the thing about this: I've not seen the Dark Crystal, so everyone here is going to have to kind of like forgive me on this. I'm only just going on what I think are the theoretical reasonings. I think in regards to like what's what's just taken place, but I mean, if it's going to be the fact that it's just not been watched, then unfortunately, there's no justification to make another season. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, and a lot of people, and and this was one of the many reasons why people were saying cancel Netflix. Not because of, well, I mean, sure, one of the reasons was because of the cuties, because, which we already talked about. I'm not going to bring that up again. Uh, and there's Avatar uh, The Last Airbender no longer basically being uh, ha handled correctly. Uh, yep, that so. too. So now, uh, for a lot of people who were actually fans of this series, as well as fans of the movie, are now really upset that now the series that they really liked will never be resolved because it ended on a cliffhanger. And the fact that it recently won an Emmy for its puppetry, which makes me think about, man, I'm going to feel really sorry for Earth to Ned on Disney Plus if that doesn't get enough gumption, because that is a series right there that involves with puppets. And, uh, you know, again, going back into the whole Animaniacs thing uh, with the, uh, you know, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, that was Tom Ruger, who did the whole coronavirus thing. The puppet is being performed by Paul Rugg, who, you know, is a major writer for Animaniacs and was the co-creator of Freakazoid. So, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people I've I know people who have actually seen Earth to Net and they're like, oh, wow, this show is really good. I'm actually tuning into this. So it's like if that show gets low views. Are they going to cancel that show? I mean, it's like... Well, yeah. That's how shows die. Like, you know, I they know. Get... That's how... Sh yeah, that's true. That's how a lot of these shows die. And that's why I said the question in Manic Expression Digression Session, you know, are shows starring puppets too niche for a mainstream audience? Well, we are. I mean, this is probably a good segue because uh, I I really want to bring this up. So um, there was a show in the 1980s which was very very popular called Spitting Image, and uh, it was uh, basically a show that absolutely ripped the absolute hell out of our political class and basically just uh, media in general. And so obviously you got uh, 
uh, the time, I think it was uh, H.W. Oh, no, sorry, it was Ronald Reagan who was, uh, um, you know, uh, which had like an imaginary monkey. And obviously they did jokes about that. And obviously there was uh, Margaret Thatcher who basically was, uh, you know, basically was the, the, the staple of the show. Basically tell, just kind of like, you know, um, telling the audience of how stupid all these puppets were and like how all the, how, you know, all these caricatures were just like, you know, were idiots. Like there was one uh, sketch where, you know, where they were basically going out to dinner together and uh, Margaret Thatcher was saying, uh, oh, I want, uh, you know, a, a steak, which is, uh, heavily well done to the point where I can't chew it and uh, she says oh well, what about the vegetables and uh, she says oh all those people here can have whatever they want <laughs> like you know just re referencing like a whole, whole political cabinet as vegetables like you know it was it was brilliant writing and everything like that so um, obviously you know with reboot culture as we've got pretty much right now um, spinning image is making a return to bread box and yeah so and I saw the picture of it and I'm like oh my god I have seen puppets this ugly since Mr. Meaty. Okay, have, have you seen the trailer? Yes, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I love the joke where Kanye West gets in front of the United Nations Council and says, I now declare myself ruler of Earth and starts throwing shoes <laughs> at people. <laughs> okay, admittedly that was pretty funny, but just like, wow, I, I didn't... I like I said, I mean, you know, as somebody who is, you know, not British, it's like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what is this? Why do the puppets look so grotesque? And, you know, it's kind of like... No, that's know, part uh, of the like joke a... because it's like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an ugly situation when you really think about it. Like, I get the Okay, I'm not, I, I understand it, but I, when, you know, looking at it from, like, fresh eyes, I'm like... What the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, here's the thing and about this. I really hope maybe, like, if we probably have this as an idea for the casual chats, like, if we do, like, a review of the original spinning image. I think, uh, mm. yeah, we should, we should definitely watch that show and see if we think that the new one's going to be any better or not. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll have to wait and see. I mean, you've introduced me to a lot of British stuff, Aaron. And, you know, uh, by the way, uh, we we did uh, record recently an episode discussing about Faulty Towers, so that'll be coming out soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Father Ted, Faulty Towers, it's like now we have a, a, a puppet show where it's making fun of politics, which, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, the only thing that I can recall with like, oh, we're going to have a show that makes fun of celebrities and, you know, it's you know, focusing on this. I mean, that's something that you see in Comedy Central, which... Um, you know, I, I like the idea. It's just that I was just taken aback. It's like, wow, why do these puppets look so ugly? There's only one thing I'm a bit concerned about, though, is that is that I feel like, you know, the one thing that, you know, they, though they made fun of Margaret Thatcher very much in that show, she was kind of like a reinforcement of like how stupid everything was. And everything like yeah. that. And like uh, she, when she when she resigned as prime minister, obviously they did this like massive send off for her and everything like that. And uh, that was kind of like after that, kind of like the downfall of the show. Uh, my biggest fear is, is that uh, spitting image can't just continue on from when you know uh, Thatcher was gone. I mean, they need if they're not going to bring back Margaret Thatcher for the show because obviously she's dead now. But uh, I mean, if they're going to can't bring her back for this show. They need to put somebody in there who's kind of like you know uh, needs to point out basically how stupid everything is and everything like that. Like be kind of like the uh, the the anti-hero in this show and uh, so unless you're gonna have that i mean you can't just have ugly puppets doing stupid stuff and like, uh, yeah, like, uh, like there's who, no who intelligence good, to that who who would be who would be today's equivalent of that um i mean maybe they i mean that that they have that new zealand prime prime minister in i can't remember her name was uh, she's just gone over maybe maybe she could probably be it i don't know 
Like uh, mm. they already made her look pretty goofy, so I don't know if they're gonna uh, have her in that as that as that guy. I have no idea. But yeah, you know, well maybe they might maybe they might flip it and have Kanye West as like the person saying how stupid everyone is. And now he should basically rule everything. And maybe he's the one who actually makes the intelligent commentary and everyone else just be stupid around him. I don't know. May, may, that that'd be an interesting idea, yeah. I mean we, you know, there's been a lot of uh, you know, clips like you know, I think the one of the first ones when I saw the picture of it, uh, when I shared to you the article was um Donald Trump and uh, what um, Boris Johnson in like the the sauna Zona, or yeah. something? And then Vladimir yeah. Putin comes in and basically has like a dick swinging competition with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 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 Here's the thing about it, it can't just be gross for the sake of being gross. It needs to. No, it, no, it no, needs no. to have intelligent commentary because they did another one. Uh, ITV did their own version of like it wasn't really like uh, it, it was it was a really like uh, really terrible 3D show. Which they did, and uh, it just, I can't remember exactly what the name of the show was, but it, it just didn't strike the right tone. And if anything, it just ended up just kind of like just making fun of it, you know, just it, the jokes just didn't land. Like that, like they tried to do this whole thing with like Prince William and Harry, like having like dance and rapping and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, guys, no, like you know, that's just it's uh. It's just so, it was just so bland and so terrible. And like, uh, I just feel like uh, what they need to do with Spitting Image is that they need to get, they need to recapture what made it so good back in the 1980s. And one of the things that was, was that uh, it had reinforcing characters like, uh, you know, um, you know, in these sketches, to, uh, you know, um, pointing out the stupidity and then the stupidity would happen. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think that, that that needs to happen. But mind you, I do like the idea of like uh, you know Boris Johnson trying to describe to Donald Trump what spitting image is, and then he says, "Oh yeah, I think it's a moronic idea." And then it turns around to everyone else, and turns around to the camera, and says, "Oh, is uh, my puppet's going to be the best? And it's going to be the greatest show ever." <laughs> or, 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 or or it'll be banned. Uh, we'll see. Like uh, I don't see it being banned. Like it's on Breadbox. So like, uh, yeah. maybe Breadbox will be banned in the U.S. I, I highly doubt that. But, uh, I mean, in regards to uh, this show, here's the thing about this, though. Like, uh, they seem to be really uh, vouching on Donald Trump being one of the main characters in the show. What if he's voted out in November? What do they do then? Ooh, yeah, that's true. I mean, can Joe Biden really be, like, as funny as, like, all those characters we saw in the trailer? I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, you know, SNL tends to make fun of both parties, especially if they do something really, really stupid. And how Joe Biden specifically, though? Um, I think was uh, I think one of the jokes from SNL was like, oh, um, you know, I knew this guy from Pennsylvania. People from Pennsylvania are troublemakers. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, he can be maybe the character he could portray is like this old guy who's kind of like way out of touch with people. And, uh, you know, he states a bunch of things that are trying way too hard to be cool with the kids. Or maybe, like, he becomes, like, a creep to, like, various women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think maybe so. that could be the joke. Yeah, because, like, uh, maybe back in... I, I don't remember if... I can't remember if Bill Clinton was in the original Spitting Image. I think it probably was too late for him then, but... Uh, I mean, uh, how long did the show last? Um, it was uh, it was definitely the 1980s, and then I think he kind of pitted off, like, in the, uh, in the late 90s, I think it was. So, sorry, in the early mm-hmm. 90s, I do apologize. So, yeah, so around the early 90s, that would have been when, you know, George H.W. Bush was president. Yeah, all, no, it was when Ronald Reagan was president. That's when. That's oh, when. It, oh, uh, was that? Oh, was that back then? Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's back. Yeah, its first episode was in 1984, so it was like a year before I was born. Oh wow. And, oh, it, conti- wow. Okay. and it continued on until uh, uh, oh 1996. So it was a year before Tony Blair became prime minister. Hmm. So, oh yeah, so okay. it, it would have been around when Bill Clinton was around. 
they probably didn't have enough jokes for him, you know, to like say it on. Okay, this is a new president. What can we say about he him? Had other sex than he- beyond Hillary Clinton's back with his uh, with one of his uh, staffers in uh, in the White House. They could make plenty. I mean, even adult swim could make jokes out of that on Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah. but didn't that happen in '97? Um, actually, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I rest my. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I withdraw my case first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's like if um, I'm I'm sure they can make fun of the other politicians. Like, oh, uh, we have a lot of jokes for Boris Johnson. We have a lot of jokes for you know this president. I mean, is it is that what the show is about? Like making fun of politicians? It is. Yeah, whether it's how American it's going to get, I'm not entirely sure because uh, I mean the main guy that they're showing right now is probably uh, Donald Trump. And uh, my goodness, if uh, they're vouching on him to be you know the main characters of the show like unless they're going to like show him as former president i and like he's constantly like going on the golf course but for what reason i have no idea i mean they're gonna have to come something they're gonna have to come up with something for joe biden like uh, yeah or, or maybe they can keep or maybe they can keep donald trump as a president kind of like similar to how even after you know clinton was out of the picture um after you know he lost to um you know i know he was uh, after he was like he had his run as president I mean, there, there were still, like, some jokes about him. It's like, oh, you know, Clinton and Hillary are not getting along with each other. This was when Hillary was, like, you know, becoming, uh, you know, more into, you know, her politics. So yeah. I guess maybe they can bring Trump back every once in a while to say, like, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do, like, this goofy, wacky thing to get myself back as president. And maybe he can, like, disguise himself as a pizza boy or, you know, dig under a hole and try to see if he can get into the White House uh, office uh, Who knows? I'm, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Uh, but so spinning images coming to BritBox. And, uh, yeah, so keep your eye out for that because, uh, you know, uh, I hope it's going to be good because, like, uh, you know, we're, we're in need of some, like, really good political commentary right now. Well, yeah, I because I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I'm sure that there have been a few political shows like on Comedy Central or Adult Swim. Well, but you know, like it seems to be kind of like uh, everyone seems to kind of keep doing like you know uh, their own carbon copy of uh, you know the of uh, of, of uh, uh, the Daily Show with uh, John Stewart. So you know, now we have like you know, well, last night with Seth Meyers and uh, last week tonight with John Oliver and uh, you know these various other shows. And even even now, like you know, Stephen Colbert, even though he's doing the Late Show, and even uh, James Corden's kind of like doing their own variation of it. You know, yeah, like, I'm talking about for animation. Yeah, but uh, well, I'll find out soon enough, no doubt. I'm sorry to keep cutting us off, but uh, we're, we're basically running out of time, so we need to get us uh, through these other, other bits and pieces. Okay, okay, right. so, yeah, let's, so uh, let's continue. Trix is uh, teaming up with uh, Trolls World Tour to, for serial promotion. So. Which I mean, it's like wow. I, I mean, here's the thing. This is uh, what I, I actually said. I actually tweeted about this because I was doing some shopping, and then I just so happened to see, you know, Tricks and uh, Trolls World Tour having a cereal. It's like uh, it's it's a little bit too late. I mean, Trolls World Tour came out months ago. Well, and, and I mean, mind you, like um, there's, I mean, they're still they're still somewhat relevant. You know, so like yeah, but here's the thing: like you know, the crudes in the new age is going to be coming out. Shouldn't they be promoting that? Well, I mean, like uh, who knows? Maybe I'll do something with fruity pebbles or something. I don't know, but uh, I mean, uh. like uh, I mean, uh, well, guess what? I think uh, I mean, there's not really much to say about uh, Charles World. I mean, Charles World Tour. I mean, let's face it, it has been somewhat successful on streaming. So uh, I mean, I really, I, I really still hope that they're going to do something with Rock Trolls in regards to like you know having their own spin-off movie. I would watch that. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, when we discussed about Trolls World Tour on Dream Machine, we were like, man, these rock trolls are great. We would love to see them have their own spinoff series. And um, I actually post when I posted that on Twitter and uh, on my YouTube community page, somebody actually commented. I'm just going to look for the comment really quick. This is from 
um, Diamond Claw, who said, I tried it. It had a perfume-like smell, and when I ate it, the, the smell was so strong I could taste it. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't have something. Something's, yeah, I wouldn't like that at all. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I'm used to, uh, here's the thing, I'm like your crunchy nut, uh, frosted flakes kind of guy if you're in America, or frosties if you're in uh, the in the UK, and so, like, I don't want anything, like, too, you know, uh, prudent in my, uh, in my cereal, like, uh, I, you know, sugar's just enough, and maybe just some honey nut, maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I, I posted that tweet was because, um, it, you know, finally, after, you know, posting up episodes of Dream Machine on... Um, on Anchor, Spotify, and more, we finally caught up. So all 41 episodes of Dream Machine are up to listen to on Anchor. So uh, that's why I decided to post that as a celebratory tweet. It's like, hey, we finally caught up with Dream Machine. Here's a picture of Trolls World Tour cereal with tricks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, anyone else have like any different uh, like experiences with uh, Trix's uh, Trolls World Tour cereal? Let us know. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quickly moving on. Uh, you, you know, Patricia, you've been saying for weeks on weeks and weeks, you know, I'm really concerned that there's not a Crude 2 trailer yet. Yep. Well, I have been stating that. <laughs> it's here. So uh, yeah, we've seen it. And, 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 and it. and it just came out to a rousing meh. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I can really tell what they're going with here. So the idea is, is that the Crude's family meets up with this other family who's basically better than them. Practically. Like, well, not better than them, but basically, like, uh, they, they seem to be more modernized. They seem to have, like, a better way of working from the looks of things. So, uh, yeah, I think... and, they're, and they're even called the Bettermans. Like, wow, what an original name. <laughs> so, um, it looks like in the first act, from what I can see, it's going to be, like, the dad turning around and saying, oh, you know, I don't like all this change. This change is all bad. But it looks like they're going to go in some other direction with it. So, it looks like the uh, the girl from the other movie, and it looks like they, she's going to, like, have, like, a friend for, like, the first time. And so, this other friend has never, like, seen the outside world outside their, like, the Bettermans world, if you will. So, obviously, they go off in that. They're also getting some kind of trouble and then the the crudes and like the bedouins have to like team up to save them and stuff like that so i think that's probably how it's going to play out from what i can see yeah i mean just like how many times have we seen this story about like the cavemen meeting up with modern society yeah not enough apparently yeah not enough apparently it's like come on really this was this is i mean this movie has been on developmental hell for over seven years and this is the best that you guys can come up with Mm -hmm. The original Cruise was just a middle-of-the-road movie. I mean, we liked it okay, but it was just simply okay. I mean, it's not going to be as one of the DreamWorks classics like Prince of Egypt or any of the Shrek movies or Kung Fu Panda or How to Train Your Dragon. It just, it just sounds like to me like it's one of the films that, uh, you know, the, the new owners of DreamWorks have acquired and they just want to get it out there and just, uh, you know, so they can concentrate on doing the stuff they want to do. Exactly. I mean, th that is exactly what I feel. It's like this movie has been pushed a, f a month back. Instead oh, of being released in December, it's going to be released around Thanksgiving. It's, and this is the same kind of marketing that I saw for Strange Magic, in which after Star Wars was bought by Disney and George Lucas wanted nothing to do with it anymore, he had worked on another project called Strange Magic, which is a musical that had featured bugs. And he called it, I want to, you know, kind of like how Star Wars was for boys. I want Strange Magic to be the same appeal for girls. 
because, you know, he was doing it for his daughters. And then Disney was like obligated. It's like, okay, George, you know, even though that we already have the rights to Star Wars and we know we're going to make billions of dollars off of it, we'll release your movie. And so they push it to a January release, which basically I'm just going to, you know, quote from, uh, what was it? Like, um, uh, uh, Red Letter Media, you know, where they basically say every time that a movie gets released in January, fuck you, it's January! When every single time that a movie, you know, that nobody wants, that it's going to be like, okay, we're going to release it after Christmas, but we're going to release it before the summer season, where there'll be a lot of the blockbusters. It's like, yeah, we're just going to put you into the ass of the, you know, the cinemas. It's, I mean, it's kind of like that equivalent, in which you're going to give it little to no advertisement. And then it's going to be like, oh, wow, we have at least less than two months to get ourselves prepared. And now we have this trailer and then nobody cares. Nobody cared about it. I mean, Jamboriki, you know, he basically said, uh, you know, the, the movie was just a simple meh. I have no positives to say about it. I have no negatives to say about it. It's, you know, that's what, and, and that's what a lot of people feel. It's like, out of all the sequels that you could have done for a DreamWorks movie that a lot of people have been wanting, this is the one that you came up with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, that's basically that. Um, so, moving on. Uh... We're going to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, well, mind you, there's not really much to say. I mean, we kind of just said everything already about the trailer. So, like... Uh, no, we, I know, but I'm just saying, like, we are going to talk about the movie when it comes out. Yeah, that's basically going to be it. Okay. Um, moving on. Um, Chuck E. Cheese uh, has uh, seems to have, like, miraculously come back from the dead, and they're planning an animation series and a live-action movie. What? A few months ago, they were on the verge of bankruptcy. So now they're like, we're going to try to bring an animated series and a movie. It's like, where was this for the past, I don't know, 40, 50 years? Didn't like it. I mean, someone did actually acquire like the intellectual property rights to it. So I think uh, someone obviously is trying to like probably like reboot the franchise from what I can see. Yeah, exactly. It's like... I mean, I know what they're going to try to do. They're going to cater to like the Five Nights at Freddy's crowd because it's like... That for a lot of people, that's the only reason why people remember what Chuck E. Cheese is. It's like, oh, that's like kind of like the basis for Five Nights at Freddy's. Because, I mean, from what I understand, that Chuck E. Cheese did have like a few directed video movies and stuff like that. It's like, oh, we're going to feature our animatronics and they're going to go on these stupid, wacky adventures. It's like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think it's too little too late. It's like, you know, people don't even care about Chuck E. Cheese anymore. I mean, I even mentioned this when um, I was well, doing you know, my... like, I mean, I'm just going to look at this because at the minute they're not actually explained basically what they're going to do with this yet. So we, I mean, I don't think it's going to, as far as I'm aware, I don't think it's going to be a Five Nights at Freddy's deal as far as, as far as I'm aware. I mean, uh, it looks like to me they've always just, uh, I mean, when it, it just seems to me like they're just going to basically have the characters and uh, they're just going to try and do something with it. So, I mean, what uh, other characters do you know of besides Chuck E. Cheese? Um, Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, well no, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Like, uh, how do we know? I mean, as far as I'm aware, like, uh, this probably might just be for U.S. audiences only. Like, Chuck E. Cheese, as far as I'm aware, has never had like a presence outside of America. So, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, like, I was going to ask you, do the, do you guys have any Chuck E. Cheese in the U.K.? Of course not. Where they like, uh, I mean, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, from what I can see, I can probably imagine. I can probably imagine this just being exclusively for an American audience. They're going to bring out this uh, TV series. They're going to probably bring out this movie, which is going to be for American audiences only. And uh, and so, I mean, uh, as far as I'm aware, I mean, like, uh, uh, they're probably just going to bring it out. It's just you know, some uh, it's just some kid kids entertainment. 
and uh, highly doubt they're going to, uh, you know, uh, as far as I'm aware, they might even chase a new audience because, I mean, like, let's face it, as you and I had talked about, like, um, the, um, um, the product is uh, pretty much been pretty much abandoned pretty much by its uh, its core base, you know, from uh, from a while back ago. So they'll probably put this out there. They'll probably put it out for a new audience and see if it generates anything. And if not, then obviously yeah. they'll abandon it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's true that, that they will probably generate it to a new audience, but most likely, I mean, unless, of course, if you're catering to, like, the littlest of kids, the new audience will think of Five Nights at Freddy's before they'll even think of Chuck E. Cheese. Well, this because... is the, here's the thing about this. That, that depends if, like, uh, you know, because obviously they have the video games as well, and they're not portrayed as, like, you know, animatronics. They're actually like, portrayed as, like, real characters. Well, not, you know, quote-unquote, like, you know, living characters, anthropomorphic characters. If you yeah, I, I guess that's true because like I've seen like the newer commercials of Chuck E. Cheese right before they went into bankruptcy and they have like this animated cartoon as opposed to like the animatronics. So I guess maybe that's what they'll do. I think that's probably what the direction they're going to go in. I think like, uh, do you remember like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, remember when Dr. Rabbit like from the Colgate commercials was like, you know, uh, like a puppet and things like that. And then eventually they turned him into an animated character. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, it, I think it'll just be that deal. I think what they'll do is they'll, uh, maybe they'll do like a 3D version of him. I don't know. Like CGI seems to be the thing with the, with, uh, you know, uh, cheap, uh, you know, um, say, you know, animation today. But uh, maybe they might do that and uh, probably like, you know, redesign him and uh, make him for like a hip and cool for the new, you know, Generation Z kids or something like that. I don't know. Oh my but, God. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm dreading what they probably might do with him. But, uh, you know, in regards to uh, what they might, I mean, I highly doubt they're going to put him in animatronics. I think animatronics is just a dated uh, you know, thing now. I highly doubt they're going to do that again, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I doubt it too. I mean, they tried to do it with the banana splits when, you know, that was a Hanna-Barbera prop from like the 1960s and then oh because five nights at freddy's was really popular let's see if we can do a, a horror movie based off of the banana splits which i don't know i mean I've, I've still heard the rumors that that was one of the the drafts that uh, scott coffin wrote for a five nights at freddy's movie and then he abandoned it and then the banana splits uh, movie came from that i don't know so um as for like this chucky e. cheese movie it's like um, and for the animated series, it's like, where are they gonna where are they gonna have this at? Is it gonna be like on a streaming service? Is it gonna be on like one of the animation channels, like Cartoon Network? Likely, like, they, they, they'll go with some kind of trope. I think it'll basically be kind of like, oh, hey, here's these characters, and uh, they'll either go, te they'll either go Teen Titans go with it, they'll either go like, uh, you know, Friendship is Magic go go with it, or they'll uh, copy over. They'll, they'll what I bet they'll do is they'll copy some some cartoon show which has been really successful, and they'll just put, put Chuck E. Cheese characters in it. And they'll oh, just they'll, they'll basically just have that as the format. Like it could end up being kind of like Sonic Boom. I mean, like uh, who knows at this stage. Yeah. Anyway, and finally we come to our final uh, thing of the of today, and that is uh, there's been a wonderful mural that's been uh, created uh, for Disneyland, and uh, Chadwick Boseman has basically been immortalized into this uh, mosaic. In, uh, yes. in in Disneyland, and so and it's so it's so adorable as well. Like uh, it's uh, it's uh, he used to spend quite a lot of time going to hospitals and you know, entertaining kids as Black Panther, and so uh, the, his mural is basically like a, a little kid in like a, a hospital gown, you know, uh, with a, a Black Panther mask on. So uh, isn't that sweet? You know, it, it, I, it just goes to show you about how so many people were just absolutely devastated when you know Chadwick, you know died from cancer and how a lot of people really gravitated to his performance as the black panther i i mean i i, I think that you know for a lot of people they saw him as like their hero it's kind of like how when you see superman it's like yeah i want to be like him for a lot of people when they saw black panther it's like yeah i want to be like him especially for 
um, you know, young children. And I think that, um, you know, Chadwick is definitely going to be, you know, still remembered as like one of the great actors who was taken away from us too soon. Oh, yeah. Like I always want people will be now, uh, you know, same thing with Heath Ledger, same thing with uh, various other characters, same way the guy who played the crow, you know, like uh, they'll they'll be speculating for years about like, oh, imagine if he was still alive today. What would he be doing? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, I'm actually really glad that they kind of, like, decided to remember him in this way. Like, one of the easiest things to have done is basically just, like, build a bronze statue with him in his, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, Black Tiger gimmick and things like that. Uh, like, Black Panther. Black Panther gimmick, yeah, sorry, Black Panther. Like, uh, you oh, know... Black Tiger. <laughs> right, I, I don't know where that came from, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been easy to basically just to build a statue with, like, uh, him in his Black Panther outfit and just have his head on it. Like, you know, I'm really glad they decided to go with it because, you know, like, uh, that was a great thing about uh, Shadrach. He was a wonderful human being and uh, they've decided to go with that route rather than basically, obviously, you know, making him like a god. Which I'm uh, glad they didn't go in that direction with, with, you know, unfortunately with some superheroes, they kind of, like, do that you know, with you know in regards to i mean i would see like with like dc characters in which like they are like treated godly mm -hmm. uh be, you know that's how they are as for marvel characters they're treated more grounded so i think that with chadwick you know being there with a little kid you know put, doing the sign of wakanda forever and you know this is how people are going to remember him it's like he was this really nice guy who went over to children who gave them hope who gave them you know um who gave them the ability to say, you know what, I can do this. I can be able to stand up for anything. And I think that's a fantastic thing that Disneyland did, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is our show. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Sorry, it's a really short one this time. It's uh, We've only got so much time to play with, unfortunately, because uh, we've been spending a lot of time talking this month. So, uh, yeah. Um, so thank you very much for watching the show, uh, listening to the show. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Aaron Meta Show. If you want to ask me a question on Tumblr, it's uh, AaronMeta.tumblr.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Aaron Meta Show, A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. Is that a bit of a mind blow break? <laughs> <laughs> just had a, had a break there in my mind but uh, anyway take care everybody thanks for listening to the show and we will see you as always next week see you later